So this morning, what we're going to be talking a little bit about is we're going to be talking about staying connected. Um, I want to give you guys a very, uh, I don't even know what the word for it, a very disheartening statistic. And that is that 70% of young people, when they leave high school, also leave the church. 70% of young people, when they leave high school, also leave the church. Now, I would hope that you guys find that as shocking as I did. Even though I've been living this for the last seven years, that number still gives me chills every time I read it. 70%. 80% of those had no plans of leaving the church when they left high school. Let that sink in just for a second. Seven out of ten of our youth group, in theory, would give up church when they go to college. And two of those would have already made that decision a long time ago that, hey, as soon as I'm out of high school, as soon as I'm out of mom and dad's house, I'm out of here. That is way too many. And I hope that upsets every person in this room, that 70% of kids leave the church. Which is why I thought it would be pertinent today for us to talk about staying connected. Because I think that's not only an important message for our young people, but it's also an important message for us as well. Because we may not be going off to college, but sometimes we have a problem staying connected as well. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Now, it's funny. When I think about staying connected, I think about the world that we currently live in, where we have a million ways to stay connected with one another. Right? For us old people, we have Facebook, right? We have Snapchat, we have Instagram, we have text messaging, we have emailing, we can get really old school and pick up the phone and call someone, right? It's funny that that's usually our last ditch effort is to actually call someone, right? Because it's easier to text or it's easier to send an email or a direct message or whatever the case may be, but yet we don't do that when it comes to God. And it's so much easier to talk to him than it is to talk to one another. Because we can talk to God anytime we want to. And here's the kicker. He wants us to. But we don't do it. So why are 70% of our young people leaving the church when they leave school? I don't have an answer to that question. But I've had that conversation with parents before. Many times, hey, my kid was really active when they were in high school, and they went off to college, and they don't care anymore. And the first question I ask them is, was it a priority when your kids were living at home? Is God a priority in our lives, or is he a convenience in our lives? Because we can make time for a lot of things, right? We work 40, 50 hours a week. We sleep, well, not if you're parents. We sleep 50 to 60 hours a week. We spend time watching video games or playing video games, watching TV, playing sports. But we have a really hard time sometimes carving out an hour and a half on Sunday mornings and an hour on Wednesday nights for church. So I always ask parents, was it a priority when your children were living at home? Because I can tell you, if it's not a priority while your kids are living at home, it won't be a priority when they go off to college and you're no longer there to wake them up in the morning and tell them to go to church. 
or to turn off the video games and go to a Wednesday night service. So I think it's really, really important that we take a few minutes this morning and we talk about staying connected. Now, Michael did an amazing job of reading our scripture for us this morning, so I'm not going to reread the scripture. But I do want to point out something at the end of that scripture. Now, he read 1 through 4. We're going to look at 1 through 11 kind of as an overall theme today. But we're talking about a very familiar passage, I think, for most of us. But I want to point out some of the language from that scripture. At the very end, it says, No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. It's pretty strong language when you stop and look at the language. When he says you must, and these are the words in red, right? These aren't my words. These aren't an author's words. These are his words. When he says you must remain in me, I don't know about you, but to me that says I better do it. Because it doesn't say you should. It doesn't say you could. It doesn't say you might want to. It says you must remain in me. And that's what we're talking about this morning. So what we're going to look at this morning is we're going to look at three things as far as staying connected. And the first thing that we're going to look at and this again is just the scripture, which I'm not going to read again, is his position. Now it says in the beginning of this passage, I am the true vine. It doesn't say I am a vine. It says I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. So what we're looking at is we're looking at his position and his position is the highest position. Right? Because we are told in the Bible what? To put no one above God. So he is the true vine, the only vine. Right? Because he's our only lifeline. Without it, we have nothing. So it's super important that we remember that he is the true vine. His position, right, is the highest position. We have to put God first. And that's something I want to encourage our graduates this morning, is when you get ready to take that next step, that you put God. We know that that's not how this thing works, right? I wish it was, right? Wouldn't that be really cool if that's the way God operated? Eh, As long as you're faithful, as long as you're going to church, as long as you're doing my work, I'll just give you everything that you want. But God doesn't work that way. What he's saying is, if we do the things that he's asking us to do, then someday all of those things will be answered. I don't know what heaven's going to look like. I really don't. Maybe I won't want a new truck then. Or maybe I get a new truck when I get to heaven. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to look like. We don't get a real specific idea of what heaven is going to look like. Other than the fact that I don't think it's going to be all white, because how boring would that be? But my point is, it doesn't mean that we're going to get everything right here and now, because remember, we have to look at the greater goal. And when we drop down to verse 11, it says, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. I love that word, complete. It doesn't say you'll have some joy. It doesn't say you'll have a little joy. It says that your joy will be complete. 
And that complete joy is because we have run the race, we've followed the course, and we've made it to heaven. And now we get to spend an eternity with him in heaven where we know and we've been told that there's no sorrows, there's no tears, there's no pain. We have to trust in his promise. Now that's really, really easy to do when things are good. Right? It's really easy to praise God and to remember his promises when life is rosy and we love our jobs and our kids are behaving and everything is going our way and we got plenty of money in the bank account. But what happens when you hit those hard times and the car breaks down or you lose your job or your kids are driving you out of your mind? Not that anybody's kids other than mine ever do that, right? But your kids are driving you crazy. It becomes harder and harder to trust in his promises. But we know that God is always faithful. Always faithful to his promises. And he has promised that if we will abide in him, if we will do what he tells us to do, then we have the promise. But what happens when we don't? What happens when we become the 70% that walk away? Because we didn't feel like we needed it. Well, guess what? We lose the promise. See, it's a two-way street. God didn't make us robots. He could have. He could, have made, he, he could have made man to be only one way, and that's to only glorify him and to only worship him and to only do his bidding, but that's not what he wanted. He gave us free will because he wanted us to love him because we love him, not because we have to, but because we want to. And when we do that, then we get the promise. See, throughout the Bible, we read stories where we find out that there's a promise, but there's something that we have to do. You have to go to work every day if you expect to get a paycheck at the end of the week. Right? You can't just say, I'm going to sit at home on the couch and watch The Price is Right all week, but I still want that paycheck at the end. You have to do your part. We have to remember that to earn his promise which is eternal life, in a way that we can't even comprehend because we can't wrap our minds around what heaven is going to be like and how amazing it's going to be. But we got to do our part. we got to stay connected. Because if we disconnect, we no longer get the promise. So just to quickly recap, right? we talked about his position, which is the highest position, and needs to be the number one thing in our life. We talked about the process, which is we have to remain in the vine. And sometimes he's going to take those things out of our lives that have become stumbling blocks between us and him because he doesn't want anything to be between us and him. So we have to be open to the fact that he may take some things out of our lives. And lastly, we've got to remember his promise, and that's eternal life in a way that we can't even comprehend because it's so amazing, it's so perfect, and it's so wonderful. Would you go with me to the Father in prayer? Heavenly Father, we pray this morning that we will always stay connected to you. We know that there are so many distractions out there and so many other things that try to get in the way 
of our relationship with you that we know it's so important that we always, always, always stay connected to you. That we know that you are the number one thing in our lives. That we trust your process that you have put in place for us and your perfect plan for us. And that we know that we want to receive that amazing promise that you've given us. But we can only do that through abiding in you. So Heavenly Father, we pray not only for these children here today, but we pray for everybody in this audience that they will remember to always stay connected to you so they can receive that gift of eternal life. Heavenly Father, thank you for all that you do for us. Thank you for sending your son, and thank you for that chance we have of everlasting life. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In just a moment, Brandon is going to come up and lead us in another song. And if there's anything at all that we can do for you here this morning, um, I'll be up here and be ready to assist. Our elders will be here and ready to assist as well. If we can pray for you, please feel free to come forward. We'd be happy to pray with you, to pray over you. If you have never been baptized to receive that promise of eternal life, the baptistry is filled, it's warm, it's ready. There's no reason for you to leave here today without getting that taken care of. Or maybe that you have been a Christian and you've fallen away. You haven't stayed connected. But you want to come down today and publicly recommit your life to him. You have an opportunity to do that as together we stand and sing.